Good afternoon. Welcome podcast listeners. This is our study, Wednesday study of Leah. And I'm going to jump right into there. There we go. All right. Um, okay. And what I want to do first is that I'm going to jump into uh, Genesis 29. And let's read, a, we're going to read a little bit here. Um, Genesis 29, and we're going to go to verses 20, okay? And so just join with me. And again, it's going to be Genesis 29, verse 20, and we're going to read from verse 20 to 35. And Jacob vowed a vow, saying, If God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go, and will give me bread to eat and remnant to put on, so that I can, so I come again to my father's house in peace. Then, wait a minute, I apologize. I just realized my markings, I read the wrong thing. I'm going to start all over. I apologize, ladies. Genesis 29, <laughs> verse 20. I'm reading that. I'm like, this doesn't sound like what I was reading. And then I realized I, I looked, I was in uh, verse, I was in chapter 28 and not 29. All right, here we go. I'll start again. All right, Genesis 29, verse 20, uh, from 20 to 25, 35. And Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed unto him but a few days for the love he had to her. So, you know, when we talked about this past week, when we talk about Jacob's love for Rachel was profound because he worked seven years for her. And when he realized he didn't get her as his wife, what did he go and do? He worked another seven years. That's some deep love. That's some, that's some true, true, true love. Now, let me tell you something. That's some true love because he wasn't hooking up with her. You know what I'm saying? So when a man truly loves you, he's going to wait for you. So if he wants you, he's going to do whatever you want. And he's not going to uh, reflect on the hooking up part. He's going to wait for that day because he knows deep down inside it's going to be all good. And it's going to be all well worth the wait. And in the interim of the waiting and all that they do in that time frame, their love grows for you. So Jacob's love grew more and more for Rachel. So much so that when he realized he didn't get her as his wife, he was like, what? Hold on a second. I'll do another seven. But I want my wife. She got to be my wife. You know what I'm saying? So that's some, that's some deep, deep stuff. All right? <laughs> oh, so Pastor Liz has joined us and she uh, says, yep, no, nothing. Just living on the future declarations of love. Amen on waiting. And so, ladies, let this just be an example of what true love looks like. Like, if the man wants you, he going to wait. He going to wait for you. Amen? All right. Um, and then, yeah, you know, listen, if you 
you too, it says something about the woman too when they wait, all right? So when you wait, you know, if your heart is right, you're going to... Um, you're going to be in the right place where you're not going to try to uh, be seductive in any kind of way to do him, entice him in any kind of way. You're going to be a good girl. All right. All right. All right. Let's go back to the word. So I'm in verse 21. All right. And Jacob said unto Laban, give me my wife for my days are fulfilled that I may go in unto her. And Laban gathered together all the men of the place and made a feast. And it came to pass in the evening that he took Leah, his daughter, and brought her to him. And he went in unto her. So here is the place where, you know, uh, the daddy, okay, who is the uncle to Jacob, is not being a nice guy. All right. And, um, you know, what he goes and does is like he probably figured, let me see if I can get something more out of this guy. Because he saw Jacob as a hard worker. Remember, in the beginning of the story, Jacob already was working. He met Rachel when he arrived and saw her in the field and had one of those aha moments. Oh, my gosh, you're so beautiful. Um, but. He chose to stay there and he worked. And as he worked there, and then he was like, you know, um, Laban says to him, you know, you've been working. What, what can I do? And he was like, listen, she, uh, my cousin pretty. Can I, can I get her? Can I make her? Can she be my wife? And because uh, that, was, that was normal there. You know, they, they believed in keeping a pure bloodline. Okay. That's a whole other preaching. But... Um, you know, he he was so dedicated that he worked and then was like he had worked already and he didn't say I worked seven years for her. Can we count the time already served? No. He was like, I work, I've been working and all I want to do is marry Rachel and so I work seven years for her. And so he did. And then here comes Laban. He's not even being nice. He already had a plan like, you know what? This is a good worker. This man is a good worker. So uh, let me see what I can get out of him. And he ends up tricking him and giving him Leah. And this is the place that he gives him. So he probably figured, let me make a big old party. You know, let me give you some, a couple of strong drinks so that you really are not in tune with who I'm going to send before you. You know, I just could imagine. I mean, the human mind is the human mind. It's the same that it was back in the Bible times to the time that it is now. Okay. We just, you know, the same devil, same demons, same spirit, same ugliness, same, same. You know what I mean? It's just a different time, but it's all the same. They don't change. Oh, just, just so, you know, thought I'd throw that out there. All right, let's go back to, um, all right. So in verse uh, 23. And it came to pass in the evening that he took Leah, his daughter, and brought her to him. And he went in unto her. So he went in and he was, he went and ha um, had made love with her. And Laban gave unto his daughter Leah, um, Zilpha, his maid for a handmaid. I guess that must have been, that was a tradition that you got a, a maid's 
you know, to serve you because now you're going to be a wife. So, um, and it came to pass that in the morning, behold, it was Leah. And he said to Laban, what is this thou hast done unto me? Did not I serve with thee for Rachel? Wherefore, then hast thou beguiled me? Meaning, why have you deceived me? Why you do me like that? Why? He says to him, he's saying to his father-in-law. And Laban says, it must not be so done in our country to give the younger before the firstborn. So he wanted to play him. He's like, you know, like really, um, you know, you got to take Leah because she's the oldest. Uh, You can have Rachel, you know, afterwards, but... Leah got to get married first, you know, she's the first one. Now, he could have said that in the time when he was making the agreement with Jacob. But again, Laban already had an, um, another motive, you know, there was another alter motive to what he was wanting. So he says, so, so fulfill her week and we will give thee this also for the service which thou shall serve with me yet seven other years. And Jacob did so and fulfilled her week. And he gave him Rachel, his daughter, to wife also. Now, so he now Jacob now gets his wife, you know, uh, Laban gets another seven years out of Jacob. And, you know, Jacob does it because he's like, listen, this is what it is like. I love this lady. I'm going to be with her. I'm going to do this, you know? And so he does. And then, so then Laban then gives his daughter, Rachel, uh, Laban gave to Rachel, his daughter, Belaha, his handmaid to be her handmaid. Okay. And he went in also unto Rachel and he loved also Rachel more than Leah and served with him yet seven other years this is just totally amazing on the love that he has for her and so it continues and when the lord saw that leah was hated he opened her womb see god don't like ugly he just don't like it but rachel was barren that indicates that Rachel wasn't very nice to her sister Leah. Again, showing that there wasn't the relationship of siblings. There wasn't that love that was there. Okay. And Leah conceived and bared a son. And she called him Reuben. For she said, surely the Lord has looked upon my affliction. Now, therefore, my husband will love me. And she conceived again and bared a son and said, because the Lord has heard that I was hated. He has therefore given me this son also. And she shall, and she called his name Simon. And she conceived again and bared a son and said, now this time will my husband join unto me. Because I have bared him three sons. Therefore was his name called Levi. And she conceived again and bared a son. And she said, now will I praise the Lord. Therefore she called his name 
Judah and left bearing. Now, so Leah gives Jacob all these sons, okay? And in the interim, Rachel has nothing. Let's see what today's study talks about. It's her legacy in the scripture. So we read Genesis 29 verses 20 to 35. And so the first question is, what do you think Leah might have felt during her wedding night when Jacob was deceived? Well, that's kind of a loaded question. She was probably thinking like, it could go so many ways as I think about it. Like one, she must, she could have been thinking like, man, am I so ugly? Am I that bad? Am I so unworthy that my father has to trick this man into believing that I'm my sister for me to lay with him and to actually be his wife so that I can be considered married? Is it that bad? Like, imagine what that was doing to her self-confidence, her mind, her spirit, her soul. I mean, talking about being in a bag and being hurt, that's deep, you know? And then again, you know, it could she could have also reflected on another way where she could have been like, um, you know, just thinking of, well, if she really didn't have that good relationship with her sister, Rachel, she might have been like, yeah, I got your man. But listen, I'll tell you this, that according to the word, I, when I said that God doesn't like ugly, God doesn't bless ugly either. Okay. And when we're not in the alignment with Christ, he does not bless us. He does not, uh, Come and take care of us. He he hears us, but he waits for you to get it together. Okay? And so, just like Hagar. Hagar was chastised. She was sent out. And she was dealing with it. She called out to God like, like, listen, I didn't ask for this. Here I am though. You know? And God heard her. He heard her cry. And he sent an angel to speak to her and to send her back and then gave her a promise. And she received it and was able to continue on to live with her life. She was in the places in in, in the position to receive a blessing. So here we are with Leah, same way. She was in a place where she was not asked. She wasn't Jacob wasn't her man to be, but she was in a position where she was forced to um, lay down and and maybe using force may not be the right way because I'm sure that she had um, a, a voice. She could have probably stood up to say something, but she didn't. She then, you know, chose not to dishonor her father. So she, you know, listened to him and she lay down and she fulfilled this and you know, in doing so, you know, the word says that, um, you know, Leah conceived and buried a son and she called his name Reuben for she said, surely the Lord has looked upon my affliction. Now, therefore, my husband will love me. See, she knew right away to give 
thanks unto God for the child that was given unto her, that she was able to take that child and say, here you are, God, I'm going to give you this back because I see that you've looked upon me and have allowed for me to bear a child to this man and perhaps in giving him this child, giving him a son because sons were worthy. They had value back then in those days. So she was able to give a son unto him. And so in, in that, it gives me that indication that she had a relationship with God. There was something that she had with the Lord. She had an understanding. There was a communication, you know, and so she moved forward. And everything that she did, every child that she conceived, she gave recognition unto the Lord. Her second child, she said, because the Lord has heard that I was hated, he therefore he has given me a son and she named him Simon. And then she did it again and still waiting to hear from the husband, but Jacob was too caught up with Rachel. And so again, and, and he gave her, um, a, a yet another son. Um, and, and she named him Levi, right? And then he got another son and she said, now, now this is the part that I want you to listen to. Leah was having children and every child she had, she wanted the recognition from her husband. Even though she gave recognition to the Lord, she's like, okay, God, I know that it's because of you that I have this child. But it was once she turned and said, now will I praise the Lord. Therefore, she called her, his name Judah. When she took her eyes off of her husband and said, I'm going to give this child back to you. And I'm going to praise you because you know what? I'm having children because of you. Eh? So she, she looked to the Lord. She had a relationship with the Lord. She called out to him and he blessed her. Amen. All right. So I'd be interested in hearing your comments on what do you think Leah might have felt during her wedding night when Jacob was deceived? And question number two, how do you think Leah felt and acted towards Jacob as the years passed? What do you think his reaction was? Well, I think that in reading those scriptures that I just read from 32 to 35, reading that, you know, this is every time she gave birth to a child, you automatically was able to hear her heart on where she was at and how she felt and she felt neglected she felt rejected and she had hope that with giving birth to the another son that he would see her but he never really looked at her that way and she realized that the one who looked at her totally beautiful beautiful in every way was the Lord God Almighty amen Question number three, many women today have husbands who love something more than their wives, their job, their position, their money, sports. Others have felt the lack of love from someone else, such as parents. Have you ever felt unloved by someone? If so, how do you feel and act? Well, I'll tell you what, I know that that is a tough one for many of us, um, and I know that for me in the past, times past, I have felt um, this way before. I know that in 
past relationships, marriage relationships. I'm going to say it like this. In my past marriages, every relationship, every relationship that I've had, every marriage that I've had, I've always had the man step out on me and cheat on me. And I would think, why? I do everything. I'm a good wife. I serve you. I take care of you. I attend to you. I love you. I talk to you. I defend you. I mean, that's because of who I am. Not because I need to prove myself to you, but this is just who I am. Like, this is who I am. Am I not good enough for you? And I remember feeling like you with somebody else, you like want to reject me like that. Like it was an ultimate rejection. And I felt like you really don't love me. You really don't love me. And until I gave my heart to Jesus yet once again, um, I wasn't able to understand that. But when, when I allowed for Jesus to give me the answer, see, they didn't love themselves. They didn't know what it is to love themselves. And because they didn't love themselves, that meant that they truly didn't understand the love of Jesus. Therefore, they didn't love Jesus. And because they don't love Jesus and they don't love themselves, how could they love me with a pure heart? How could they treat me with a love, the kind of love that Jesus talks about in his word? They couldn't do it. And when I understood that, I was like, ah! It's not about me. It's not about me. It's about what they're missing in their life. And that's Jesus. So let's move on to the next question. Question number four. God saw Leah suffering and had compassion for her. He had compassion for her. In verse 31, it says, And when the Lord saw that Leo was hated, he opened her womb. That is the compassion of God. How aware are you of God's compassion for you? Where do you see his compassion active in your life? In the middle of your situation, what you're going through, whatever it may be, that you may be going through. Do you see God making a way for you? Do you see God opening the doors for you? Do you see God loving you? Do you see God holding you? Do you see God standing there? Do you see God fighting for you? Do you see God making the way? Do you see him? Or do you see the pain? It's just a reflection as to where your eyes are. Are they on the circumstance? Or on they on God. Question number five. What helps or hinders you from receiving love from God? Well, ladies, that is a very good question. What helps? I mean, what hinders? I know that for me, the answer to that in my previous walk before where I'm at right now what was the hindrance for me was me it was me I hindered myself 
from the words that I would speak to myself, how I would talk about myself, how I saw things, the strongholds. Strongholds are like sunglasses. You put them on and I could put on a pair of shades right now. And that tint in the shades is going to distort the color in which I see things. So if I put on a pair of shades, you know, this burgundy plant that is uh, before me, beautiful burgundy plant, right? It may uh, look black to me or may look brown to me with the sunglasses. Strongholds do that. They distort our visions. We look at it. It's the way we perceive things. It's the way that we look at it. We strongly believe that this is the way that it is. Eh? Pride gets in the way. When we, when it's all about us, when we say, I and I, I try this, I did this, I did that, I'm doing this, I should have, I've been doing this, but I am, I am, I know, I know, I will, I will, I will. When everything starts with, I guess what? You are the problem. You are the number one hindrance. So when you take that and you flush that out and you, 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 you submit yourself before God and say, you know what? I'm going to give myself. I'm going to give my all to you. God will bless you and you will increase in him. Amen. All right, ladies, this concludes our episode for today. Amen. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to make a comment here on our page, in our Facebook Increasing You page, or if you are a podcast listener and would like to comment, please do so in the commenting section. Thank you. All right, let me pray with you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We bless your mighty name. We thank you for your word. Lord, I just ask that as women begin to reflect on these questions today, that you will begin to just comfort them and help them and give them the guidance and the instructions on which way that they need to go um, as far as submitting themselves to the more of you and really taking themselves out of the equation that they will know what it is to have their identity in you their eyes focused on you and not in the things of this world or of their circumstances but that they will trust you always lord i pray that you will heal the hearts that have felt rejected and have felt unloved and unwanted over the years or even currently may be feeling that way I pray that you will heal their hearts and bring true comfort to them in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for your word today. I thank you for this study, Lord. And I just pray that we will be like Leah who knew to call upon you and to now give you the praise for all that you have done in our lives. So we just praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, ladies. Have a wonderful afternoon. Remember that this is the day that the Lord has made, and we're going to rejoice and be glad in it. Make it a great day now. Bye-bye.